everyone, welcome to episode two of One on One on the Bottom Line Podcast. I'm Joey Finizzi. I hope that you're doing well. Before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube as well as on all audio listening platforms and hit the notification bell on YouTube so you do not miss a single episode. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Also, in case you missed it, two big announcements. We now have an official website. How exciting is that? Be sure to check it out, thebottomlinepod.com. We also now have a Patreon account. Go subscribe to our Patreon. I will leave links to both the website and our Patreon in the description section on all platforms. So we got a special one-on-one today as we have another pageant queen joining us. Her name is Crystal Danza, a.k.a. Ms. Hudson County International 2021, who will be competing for Miss International next year in 2022. We are going to be talking to her about how she's preparing for the pageant next year, how pageantry got into her life, the best piece of advice she's ever gotten, and much, much more. It's going to be an absolute fun time talking to Crystal, and she also happens to know one of our dear friends, Jackie DePasquale, aka Miss Garden State International 2021. And by the way, a huge shout out to her and all of the pageant queens competing for Miss International next week, July 30th through the 31st is pageant weekend. It's going to be super, super exciting. Uh, there will be a live stream link and I will probably share it in case you are interested in watching the queens compete for a prestigious title. It's going to be really, really exciting stuff. So July 30th through the 31st is their weekend and Jackie is currently on her way there as we speak so Jackie and to all of the pageant queens out there competing next weekend all the best to you you all are going to do absolutely amazing so with that being said sit back relax and enjoy this exclusive interview with Miss Hudson County International Crystal Danza enjoy All right. Like I said in the intro, this is going to be a really, really special episode for the one-on-one series. We have another pageant queen in the house. Very, very exciting stuff. She is known as Ms. Hudson County International 2021, who will be competing for internationals next year in 2022. Some really, really exciting stuff. And the one thing I forgot to mention in the intro, and I sincerely apologize for not mentioning this, and I'll mention it right now, she is the founder of a really, really terrific organization known as Stronger Than Shame, which we will dive more into in a little while. But ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to welcome on for the first time ever, Crystal Danza. Crystal, welcome to the Bottom Line Podcast. How's everything with you? I am just excited to be here. I am super excited. I love the Bottom Line Podcast, so I'm really excited for a one-on-one interview with you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And of course, we're really, really happy to have you on. So let's not waste any more time and uh, get started here. So anybody who knows me by now knows that I love to find out origin stories about how this person got started with this, whether it be sports, whether it be pageant stuff, whether it be um, in the movie industry, music industry, wherever. So with that being said, how did pageantry get started for you? It was such a quick, random decision one day. Honestly, my cousin, Nancy, was Miss New Jersey 2020. So she was one of the quarantine queens with 
our friend, Miss New Jersey, Jackie, and now Miss Garden yes. State. <laughs> and um, she, they were like opening the 2021 pageant year and she sent it to me and she was like, I think you should do it. And I was like, maybe, I don't know. Like I, I'm a performer, so I'm used to being on stage. I thought, right. why not be great? Maybe I'll do it. All of a sudden, all these pageant people start following me. I get a call from the amazing Mary Moulds, one of the directors mm. of the New Jersey International Pageant. Yeah, shout, shout outs to Mary and Kim, by the way, if they're watching oh, or listening. I love them. My pageant <laughs> mom, absolutely adore them. And Mary and Kim are just such a great duo. Mary is the one who kind of does calls. So Mary gave me my first phone call. I think we were on the phone for almost an hour and a half. Never met her in person. I just related to her. She was such, such a strong, powerful woman. I was like, I absolutely love you. I need to get to know more about you and all these other women. And I told her about my story with eating disorders and how I love to be a body acceptance activist. activist. And she was like, that's a perfect platform. We love that. You should do it. And next thing you know, two days later, my Paperwork was in and I was Miss Hudson County 2021. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned earlier that you, you're you used to being a performer. Were you into uh, Broadway, theater, musicals, or anything like that before you got into pageantry? Yes. I actually have a musical theater degree from Marymount Manhattan University. Um, awesome. I went through intense dance, acting, singing classes for four years and was sent on my way to be a performer. And I am the entertainment team lead at Nickelodeon Universe and DreamWorks Water Park right now. So yeah, I've been a performer. I did my first vocal performance when I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. That's, that's really, really amazing stuff. I like that. Look, look you could probably pull that off. Great. Not me. Do not catch me on stage doing any of that stuff anytime soon it's, it's it's just not me like it doesn't mean i don't appreciate all the hard work that goes into that stuff because i really really do in all seriousness i really do appreciate all of the behind the scenes work especially that goes into making those uh, productions so for you it must mean a really really big deal but going off of that what's your uh you have a favorite uh, musical or play i have so many different ones because i always like <laughs> Categorize, uh, categorize it by different genres, but I would have to say Gypsy is one of my mm. favorites. It's a classic. I had an independent study on, in college on biographical musicals. So musicals based on real life people. And I got to do a huge um, presentation essay. It was my big project for that semester. And I got to come into some of the younger musical theater uh, I was a junior when I did this. So it was the freshman musical theater history classrooms and give this presentation and talk about the differences between the real life Gypsy Rose Lee, how we all got started, the background behind it, how the mother reacted when she found out. It um, was a really cool thing. And I think Gypsy just holds a special place in my heart. I even did it when I was a teenager. I was one of the ensemble members, obviously, I was too young to be Mama Rose or anyone, but one day I'd love to be Gypsy June and uh, Mama Rose. Wow, talk, talk about a throwback right there. That's, that's awesome. Now, going back to pageantry, because you mentioned earlier that you were 
you were a little bit hesitant to do this at first, but now that you're here, was there a specific moment or a specific person that made you actually want to do this without hesitation? I, I think it was a lot of different little people because through the journey, I kept having the moments of doubts because mm-hmm. I don't beat around the bush. I am a plus size pageant queen. Right. It is not something that is typical in pageantry for mm-hmm. me as typically a size 14 woman to go into pageantry. Most of the girls were a lot smaller than me and I would have these moments, but First, I had Mary, who encouraged me. I had my cousin, Nancy, who supported me and would always come with me in the beginning. The first time I met Jackie, Miss Garden State, she she accepted me right away. She was so wonderful to me. She really did anything she could to boost my self-confidence. We have Kim, our other director, who... She would always just contact me out of the blue. She would always like, your Instagram is doing amazing. And then I have my pageant coach, Jill Spano, who really just helped shape me into the pageant queen I wanted to be. And never for once made me feel because of my body, I couldn't do this. She trained me just like she would train all the other girls. She was hard on me, just like every other girl, but she for a second thought my size was going to hold me back and to have a coach that believes in you like that is so important. And then her other clients, which one of them is Jackie. You have Sarah, the current Mrs. New Jersey who's in Tennessee. Yes. Okay. She, she's the best big sister queen I could have ever asked for. And then the current Miss New Jersey, Andriana, they never looked at me one second during competition weekend. And like I was less than them. They accepted me with open arms and they loved me. And I honestly, while I have this confident front, I don't think it was until I got to that pageant that I knew I was supposed to be there. Wow. That's, that's awesome. By the way, shout outs to Jackie, by the way, she's been on the show numerous times. She is one of, one of, one of our dear friends. We love her so much. And again, we wish her and all of the pageant Queens competing this year, nothing but the best they're all going to do. Amazing. But going off on what you said about um, being a little bit tough on the pageant queens, I feel like we live in a society where we've been, uh, what's the word, soft in a way. And I feel that, I feel that, you know, this world needs a little bit more of a kick in the backside, if you know what I mean. Was that sort of the mindset that you had going into this where you knew it was going to be tough, but in the end, it was all going to be worth it. Was that your mindset when you first got into this? Yeah, because I, coming from the theater world, there it's one of the toughest business out there. And I've had a lot of people who were tough on me, but actually against me. And I had a lot of people who were tough on me, but they were my biggest supporters in the world. Right. And there's a difference between dragging someone down and really being tough on them so they can succeed. I am competitive. I wanted to win. And I wanted to make my mark as a pageant queen from my very first pageant. And Jill, the first session I started with her, I had all these ideas. And she's like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I love your ideas. I'm going to be honest about my opinion. You should know this about me as a pageant coach. If you want to work with me, you need to know. I'm always going to give my honest answer. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. 
don't beat around the bush for me. I'm here to be one of the best. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say, honesty is always the best policy. So <laughs> going back to, um, I guess, who sort of got you into pageantry, building off of that, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever gotten going into this and who gave it to you? What a good question. And, you know, who comes into my mind is Mrs. New Jersey, Sarah. She okay. did a long time and she, she lost a lot. She didn't get the crown. There were so many times she was just there and she didn't get it. And I knew I was very nervous about losing because I don't do well with it sometimes. I get very, I get disappointed in myself. I'm never mad about anyone around me. I remember she could see the nerves I had the day I was competing for Miss New Jersey International. And she just kind of took me by the hand and she was like, take it from me. She was like, it is about what people remember you doing on the stage, not the crown. Like she was like, it's about if you leave it all out there, you are a winner. She was right. Cause I may not have won the crown that day. I'm sure I had a moment of being like upset a little bit, but there were so many people that came up to me after the pageant being like, you lit up the stage. Your platform means so much to me. I have a sister who had an eating disorder. I struggle with my loving myself and my body. It's such an amazing thing you chose to talk about something that while yes, it's becoming a conversation, it's not many people decide to take it on as a platform because it's not one single thing. There's so many complexities to what I'm doing. I had other people just recognize me for the effort I put on that stage and my walking talents and stuff like that. And while I didn't win, I felt so recognized, maybe more recognized than I've ever felt, even in theater, even after getting roles. That's really, really amazing. And speaking of your platform, let's talk about that a little bit because you are the founder of what I think is truly an amazing platform. It's called Stronger Than Shame. It's a body positivity type of platform. What made you want to start this platform? When I was 10 years old, I went on my first diet. It was the Special K Challenge, if anyone remembers that ridiculous. Oh my gosh, yes. I remember that. So glad everyone remembers it. So <laughs> Riddle Crystal thought, this is it. This is what she needs to do. Because I was bullied a lot as a kid. I was right. a cheerleader, very social, but I would be bullied a lot. And I thought part of it was about my weight. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was not the pretty one in what I thought pretty was supposed to be. And so I think I started to diet thinking it would make people like me more and accept me. And it just turned into a spiral of diet after diet after diet until I tried to stop eating. And then it became a binging and purging situation. And then even after I started to pull myself out of that, I, uh, I had orthorexia, which is people don't know it as much, but that is when you are so obsessed with clean, healthy eating and exercise that it's taking over your entire life. Right. I was a full-time musical theater student. 
getting up at 4 a.m. after rehearsing till almost 12 a.m. just to go to gym class, like the gym to go to yoga classes or cycling classes before I go to daily dance and then do my acting and then do my movement classes and then do my rehearsals and my singing. And I was living off Starbucks coffee because I thought, why would I try to eat food? I'll just get a sugary coffee and then I'll have less calories, but some calories to get me through the day. Or I went on a phase where I was only eating vegetables in college. I would only walk around with vegetables and like lean chicken. My friends would be going out, I'd be like, I can't, so sorry. Like, it was crazy. I was taking over my life. But that's how diet culture makes you feel like you have to be. And finally, when I got out of college, got away from the stress, got away from some toxic people in my life, I started to really look at myself. I now had a job at Nickelodeon. I was dancing every day. I had to feel my body right because I was starting to crash. I was between auditioning and working a job. And I think I took it upon myself to really learn about food and wellness and what true wellness means and about loving your body. And that was the first year I think I really started to look at myself in the mirror and think like, I am gorgeous because I changed my state of mind. And that's why I say gorgeous is a state of mind. Everyone knows that's like what I say now. Um, and I do, and I truly believe it because it took a lot of work and there's, that's a little synopsis, but, and in between that, there took so many other things, therapy, nutritionist, really asking people for help, the friends that I depended on, the friends that would make me dinner when I just couldn't even get myself to try to make myself dinner. And it is a long struggle. And I was thinking to myself, why did this happen to me? And I look around at all these commercials and ads we have about diet culture and the next diet, the next gym, what you should look like, but then we're acting like we accept all bodies, but then we're labeling everything as unhealthy, not like too healthy, uh, carbs are bad for you. There's so many weird things out there. So I just wanted to create a community where women could share their stories so they know they're not alone. Cause I felt so alone in my journey. Even though I had my friends, they didn't have what I had. So I thought I was alone in this fight. And it's stronger than shame. It's about liberating yourself from the societal expectations, but also seeking help from the community for empowerment and acceptance of your own body. Tell me a little more about what it means to have thousands of people that are like you sharing their stories about what they personally have been going through with body shaming and all that other stuff. What does that mean to you with this platform? I think part of it really helped me stay on track with my eating disorder recovery. I think it means for me, there's hope that one day if I bring a daughter into this world, she might not have to deal with all the same issues I did. And I hope as a mom, I can help with that. But I think a lot that's something I think about, I think, because one of my other dreams is to be a mom. And I think in that sense a lot, like, I don't want my daughter to go through what I went through. And so when I think about how I could do better for her and learn, that was part of my recovery. But now I'm realizing 
if you have a team of women, all these women part of this body acceptance movement, te- right. teaching about real wellness and taking diet culture and being like, no, we're done with this. It's creating a better world for everyone. And it's honestly, it gives me so much hope and joy. How can people find out more about Stronger Than Shame? Is there a website, any uh, social media accounts? How can they find out more about your platform? Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Stronger Than Shame. It's our name. And soon there will be some other things coming up about. So just follow the Instagram and you'll see more ways to get information and resources with Stronger Than Shame. That's awesome, awesome stuff. And it, again, it's really an amazing platform, an amazing thing that you're doing for, for everybody around the world that is struggling with eating disorders and body shaming and all that other stuff. I think it's amazing what you're doing. So be sure you go follow Crystal's platform, Stronger Than Shame. All right, let's have a little bit of fun here, shall we? So first question I want to ask you, a little bit of a fun question. When that crown and sash are not on, what do you like to do in your spare time? Ooh, I, I, have <laughs> I, 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 I know, I know it's a loaded question. I apologize. So please, please take your time with this answer. <laughs> okay. I, one, I love Atlantic city. I feel like it's always a big yes. part of my, cause I'm, I'm such a Jersey girl. Like it's really, of course, one of my favorite spots is Atlantic city. So typical of a Jersey girl. But really, I take my friends down for their first time, like to go because a lot of them don't go as much as I thought. I've been going there since I was about nine years old for almost every holiday. Wow. And I grew up there. I know everything. Tropicana is my resort for anyone who's wondering. We all have our different resorts. <laughs> I, I'm also a fan of the hard rock. So I also love to try to get little mini traveling trips. I go and see my friends in my hometown and we'll go to the beach. Um, I was raised in Central. I live in North, but a lot of my family's in South, right near the ocean. So I go down to my cousins a lot. Um, Nancy is New Jersey 2020. She um, is one of those cousins and all of her sisters live down there. So when I get a chance, I'm setting my time on the beach, on the boardwalk, or even better at Atlantic City's beach and boardwalk. <laughs> I was going to say, no love for uh, no love for the Borgata Casino? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I like Borgata, but you know, I, I'm just like a trap girl at heart. I think it has the best <laughs> People will fight me on that, I know, but we have Carmine, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. And by the way, for those saying Central Jersey doesn't exist, more proof, she was raised in Central Jersey and I live in Central Jersey, okay? It exists. Leave it alone and move on. I hate having that argument. <laughs> <laughs> With people from New Jersey, like that are from North or South, and oh. they're like, you're South. And then the, like a South Jersey will look at me and be like, you're North. Oh and I'm like, God. then what is it? It's central. Come on, guys. That 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 was that was gonna be my next question. How often do you have that argument with people? Because I get it, I get in that argument almost on a daily basis with people. When I say I'm your typical Jersey girl, I have the, all the famous Jersey arguments at least twice a week. We got <laughs> pork roll debate. Oh, we man. have uh, 
Oh, are you about to tell me you're telling them? You're not telling him, are you? No, hell no, <laughs> hell no. Come on now. <laughs> I have the debate for the Italian jersey. Is it gravy or is it sauce? It's sauce. I just you never. Know, oh boy. Oh that. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get in that argument. That's for another show. That's for another <laughs> show. I'm not gonna get into that here. I was actually in a musical a musical called They Call It Gravy. We call it sauce. Were you actually? Oh my god, that's funny. That was the first booked gig out of college. Oh I wow. A girl named Mafalda. Yes. That's, I, that is hilarious. I love that. And we even went on um we went on Jersey 101.5 and we had the famous debate. Oh and I, let me tell you, I had the phones ringing because I know. <laughs> um and the central jersey debate happens quite often for me because I will always tell people like when they're like where were you originally from in Jersey I say central Jersey because I'm from Monroe Township but not a lot of people know it you could describe it like off exit 8a you can describe it near East Brunswick but I find it easier to just say central but then it always brings up the argument and I can't back down from a fight <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just sick and tired of getting this argument with people. Look, let them think what they want. I'm not going to stop them from thinking what they want, but it's a fact. Central Jersey exists. I'm not going to get into the gravy and sauce debate because that's 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 going to open a whole other can of worms on here that I'm not going to. That will be another hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll be here for we'll be here for two hours debating that. But I digress. But yes, it is pork roll, not Taylor ham. That we can agree on. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Speaking of food, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. That's okay. I was just going to say, it's been really rough since I moved to Jersey City. Was it five years now? I've been living here because I'll walk into my bagel store and I'll be like, can I get a pork roll and cheese on a salted bagel? And they'll be like, do you mean Taylor Ham? Oh, no. Please, not today. Oh, yeah. It, at, at that point, I'm walking out. See ya. Have a nice day. I'm I'm not I'm not dealing with this today. I've got plenty of other things to worry about. That ain't it. I'm done. But speaking of food, favorite food of all time, what is it? Cavatelli pasta with red sauce. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. You you just called out the inner Italian me. I love it. I love it. It's Absolutely love it. My absolute favorite. I my actually the best plate of it I've ever gotten is in Italy, but not at a restaurant. I have family that lives over there, so my my Zia, with, uh, for those who don't know, aunts, my great aunt, she um, makes a really great cavatelli with red sauce. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, yeah. Now now after this, I may have to go buy some now. But <laughs> listen, I I got I got family down in Italy too. Now I want to go and have some, but. <laughs> I'm, I may have to. Uh, I may have to. I may have to uh, invest some money to uh, take a trip down there one day because that is that is number one on my bucket list of places to go. And speaking of bucket lists, do you have a specific destination on your bucket list? You know, I don't have a destination to visit because I have been to Italy. It's going to be my third time next Saturday, but I would love to live in Italy for a portion of time. Oh, I man. absolutely love it. I always stay in Italy for about two weeks. I would love to stay for a year. 
I, I, for six months, I think it would be amazing. I guess also to visit, I've always wanted to visit London. I have a little joke with my parents that I'm forever mad at them because when my mother was pregnant with me, they lived in London for um, a short period of time. And my brother was alive already. So he got to live in London and I didn't. So I would like to go see London because they haven't even taken me to see London. Um, oh, wow. So I think visiting London, living Italy. <laughs> That's awesome. L- London's another place on my bucket list. I've always been fascinated by the culture there. It sounds really, really fascinating. So going back to pageantry for just one second, is there, is there a specific message for the young women out there or people that are your age who want to go into um, pageantry and want to compete in pageants for a living, what specific message do you want to give to those women out there who want to do this? I think the only thing it takes to be a great pageant queen, other than hard work, is the want to inspire, connect, and help people. Mm. That's it. Yeah. No, no, that's there's no requirement, no size, no height, no amount of money. There it's not that. And I know pageantry can be expensive. I understand how privileged I am I get to do it, but if you can find your way to it, it doesn't matter if someone has a custom made dress next to you on that stage. It's about what is in your heart. Wow. That that honestly might be one of the best answers I've ever heard. And you know what? It's simple, but it's to the point. And I really, really, really appreciate that. Cause you know, there are, I know that there are women out there who want to do a lot of things, whether they would like to be in a band, whether it be to uh, go into sports broadcasting, be in pageantry or be an artist, whatever it is. You know, I've always been a huge proponent of women can do anything. And if you're a woman out there and you want to do broadcasting, you want to do pageantry, you want to do uh, painting, even like sculpting or whatever it is, more power to you, you can do it. And I feel like that has been the mindset of pretty much all of you pageant queens out there that, you know, you can do this no matter what happens out there. The fact that you were able to stand on that stage and do what you love is amazing. Is that something else that you took in mind when you entered pageantry? Yeah, I think I've always had a secret love for pageantry. I didn't get much into it. I never really talked about it. I, you know, most of my friends only had the idea of pageantry from toddlers and tiaras, which is not a good standard for it. But, um... I, I always admired these women I would randomly find on the internet doing pageantry and seeing what they do. And I remember when I went into performing, one of the biggest things that carried me so far in my career was not my talent. Mm-hmm. I actually had to work a lot harder to develop my skills more than some other performers I know. But I always had this heart and I ability to connect with people on stage. I was able to really have people 
feel something from my performance. And I was always told how much courage I had for being able to do that on stage and being vulnerable. And I want, I say it's a privilege to get to be vulnerable because there are not a lot of women who are in my position and get to do what I do. So if I have this privilege, I am going to use it for good and work so hard to help so many other women. And that part of that is having to be courageous and going on stage. That's, that's, that's amazing. That really, that really is amazing stuff. Now, unfortunately our time is coming to a close, but before we do sign off, how can people find out more about you and your journey to Miss International 2022? You can follow my official Instagram, Miss Hudson County International. That's the best place to keep up with what's going on, what I'm doing, and also follow NJ International Pageants on Instagram. They also post a lot of updates for all of us queens. You can follow all my amazing sisters that have already signed up for the 2022 pageant. So I'm very excited. <laughs> and you should be, because I, I know that I know that this year's pageant is really, really big. Next year's is going to be really, really big as well. I can already, already sense it. It's going to be an amazing couple of years for New Jersey international pageants. And the fact that you're vying for the title next year really, really speaks volumes with how, how amazing your platform is doing. And I'm really, really, I'm really, really thankful to have gotten to know you over the past few months. And I really cannot thank you enough, Crystal, for coming on and sharing your story and sharing more about your journey to Miss International 2022. So thank you so, so much for coming thank on. You. I really do appreciate this. It was so much fun. I'm so glad I got to come on. Thank you for inviting me, Jimmy. Oh, of course. It's our pleasure. And you are always welcome back anytime, just just hit us up and we'll we'll make something work. Don't you worry. But thank you so much again, Crystal. Thank you. Can't wait to come back. <laughs> Anytime you want. Crystal Danza, Miss Hudson County International 2021. Be sure to go follow her on all social media and check out her platform, Stronger Than Shame. Really, really amazing stuff. And again, we just want to take this time to wish every single pageant queen who is competing for Miss, Miss International 2021 all the best pageant weekend is next weekend, July 30th and 31st in Kingsport, Tennessee. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. We know that they are going to do absolutely amazing on that stage. And regardless of the result, we just want to say as long as you did your absolute best on that stage, that is all that should matter. Don't worry about anybody else, but you and your own platform and your own mindset for Crystal Danza. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the one-on-one -on -one series, and we'll see you next time. Peace and take care.